This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read before we take our seats. I don't know whether I should start with one of the scriptures we had for service. But let's read. Um, <laughs> hallelujah. Genesis chapter 18, verse... Let's start from 17. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the grace that you have given unto us. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that, which, that thing which I do? There are people that God does not hide anything from. The Bible says, Surely God will do nothing, except He first of all reveals it to His servant, the prophet. That's Amos 3, 6 or 7. God will do nothing, except He first reveals. Now, God is talking here. This scenario happened as God was leaving Abraham's house after Abraham gave God a son to it. <laughs> you know, he roasted the meat and <laughs> as God was leaving, he turned back and he said, shall I hide my plan from Abraham? Where's that, Kevin? Okay, I can see the old man. So sit down. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> they make me, God bless you, sir. God bless you, man. Are you with me? So God started saying that I'm about to do something and I don't think it is appropriate to hide it from Abraham. Then he gave his raising. See, this is why I cannot hide my plan from Abraham. This is why I feel obligated to tell Abraham what I'm about to do. I can see that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. This is God banking on someone's future. Next verse. I know him. That's deep. Can God send people to Canada with the hope that if they go, I'm sending daily there next year and because it's going there, those people will never be stranded. Can God plan the destiny of a nation and build it on you? That because I know it's going there, there cannot be any problem there. So he said that Abraham, I know him. Now, some people are saying that the original Hebrew Greek translation, God said that I have known him so that I can cause him to do this and that, whichever way. <laughs> Amen. But let's stick to King James. The Bible says, I, he said, for I know him. He's going to command his children. Now, this happened before Abraham had one child. And God was already saying that this one, if God wants to release some children that would change the destiny of this nation, does it trust you enough? Now, this has implications. And there is one, this side and the other side. I'm about to show you the other side now, which is more, that one is negative. Of God predicting what was yet to happen and taking a decision based on what hasn't happened yet. So in this case, he told Abraham things that were only uh, known to him, they were revealed to Abraham on the ground that he believed in Abraham's future, that Abraham would not shake in the days to come. 
and that the children will follow God because Abraham will command them. Abraham will instruct them the right way. So God said that he's yet to have a son, but I know that when he gets one and he gets many, they are going to follow my way because this man I'm looking at is going to instruct them to do what is right. So God said, because of that, I'm going to tell him. And then he just went ahead and told him of the fact that of the impending destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. But in Exodus 13, 17, we see the other side. When they left promised land, I was, I think I was in secondary school when I first read it, and I felt God was not fair. How can you deal with people and judge them based on what they haven't done? It came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not, pay attention, through the way of the land of the Philistine, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and return to Egypt. Ay, God. May my journey in life not be longer than it should be. As in my journey in getting to my goals, reaching my destination. Can you imagine? The Bible says that when they left Egypt, there was a shorter cut. <laughs> and God stood and he looked at it and said, Ah, even though in 40 days they will reach their promised land, in 40 days enter their inheritance, in 40 days receive all the promises, he said, but there is a problem with that route. They will fight. I can give them victory. But I know these people. When they see war, they will run back. There was no reason for crossing the Red Sea. But he made them cross the Red Sea because that will make returning back impossible. Did you get that? <laughs> Can somebody be going through something that should cost you five years and twenty years you are still on it? Remember, a lot of Christians don't know this. Ah. Lord, how do I say this? Sometimes I wonder how, how far Several things that you think are determined by God, they are not determined by God, they are determined by you. For instance, the Bible says in Galatians, is it Galatians 3 or 4? Uh, it said, and here, or here, as long as a servant, a child, does not differ from a servant, is under tutors and governors until the time appointed by the father. And I think I've done a teaching on that before. The father doesn't say, this guy will become a king after 10 years or 15. No. The father says, when you see the maturity of a king in him, hand over the kingdom to him. It is up to him to mature in 10 years, 20 or 30 years. Because he can be 50 and still be a fool. I get what I'm saying. That's the Bible saying that as long as he's a child, that depends on him. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you study the Bible, you're going to see some patterns in God. When they go to promised land, God said that you will not conquer the old ground one time. See, a lot of people don't know. Uh, we'll get with that. How compassionate God is. And how he thinks about us every now and then. Jesus said after they were listening to for three days, that these people are not eating. And he gave them bread. A lot of believers live in guilt. Of what and what more I should do for God to please him. Number one, God is already pleased with him. Number two, your spirit is in a perfect shape. The problem is with the soul. And it is how long it takes you to align your soul. For instance, there is no fornication in your spirit. It, and all these things, they come from the soul of a man and they pollute a man. When a man lives from his spirit out... He lives a pure life naturally. When he allows his soul, to, his soul to control him, he lives a very terrible life. And this is yet to be known to many Christians. It is what some people are trying to explain that they go to the other side of grace, saying that you can do anything. 
they do understand that power to do right is given once and for all. Because he who has been made right before God will live right before men. It flows naturally. If you go to America and you don't change your dressing because of how cold it is, it wants to, if any man be in Christ, there are things they come with the environment. If they are not there, then you don't understand the environment. Period. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So he said to them when they were going to promised land, he said, I will not give you the whole land once. I will give you the land gradually. He said, because if I remove all the nations, for well, you are one nation. If I remove seven, Nigeria alone being given, Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana, he said, the beast of the field will multiply against you. God, as God, God understands, God is logical. So a child and be turned by a lion. He said, so you know what's going to happen? As you multiply, you conquer more ground. In other words, the rate at which you conquer depends on the rate at which you give birth. Did you get that? So God will not say, you expand to nation, two nation, three nation, four in ten years, or in forty years, or in hundred years. He has said that I've given you the nations, but you conquer as you multiply. That means what you pay attention to is that continue to multiply. This is what will lead me not today to talk about capacity. There are certain things that you have been given from above. They cannot manifest now because your capacity cannot carry them now. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is very... Now, we have three generators at the back. We have 300 kVA or is it 350? We have not 300 kVA. Then we have 50 kVA. If we are going to put up the 50 kVA, we are going to switch off from the 300 to 50 kVA we are going to switch off all these ACs. Probably some lights. If one of put, we can put sound on it. Like the choir, they do that when they rehearse every now and then. Now, it is the same building, already wired. We have all the ACs already inside. But so that the gen is not killed by the weights of what is to carry. If we are stepping down, if we are going to use a smaller gen, we have to switch off many things. Many things are switched off in people's lives. Not because those things are not there, but their capacity is low. If God turns on those things, it will kill them. Those things will kill them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everybody say capacity. <laughs> Amen. So he said that if they see war, was God right? Emphatically, yes. He, now, God knows all things. But he allows you to know why he's concluding this way about you by letting you observe patterns in your life. Moses came, the people argued with him. Later they followed him. Any small thing they were whining in the wilderness. And God said, see, this type of people, if they see war, they will go back. So I discussed something for I But look at what he said about Abraham. What got Abraham to this point? Because of Genesis 15.1. Let's read it again. We read the first service. And this must happen to every Christian. Hey. God. Great things are being built over in, in, into your life. And in the name of Jesus. You will be able to carry them. There are things switch off now in every life here. Because when you receive the Holy Ghost. You do not receive partial Holy Ghost. He has come fully. But there are aspects of him that he has switched off for your sake. Because of capacity. And as you grow, the Lord will unveil more things to you. Those things are not just coming. You are being open to them. Because of capacity. Hallelujah. So, chapter 15, verse 1. We read this first service. After these things. What things? Well, we won't go into that. When you see a statement like this in the Bible, then check after what things. Of course, it will be in the preceding, uh, previous chapter. The Bible said, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. God's word came to Abraham in a vision. Last week, that was why I was not around for mercy encounter. I went for a Bernese meeting in Florida for, with pastors. I just felt I should be there. 
and I, I told her first time, while I was praying, wondering whether I should go, because I didn't want to miss the encounter. I not miss any in one year. I, Lord, I don't, I mean, I, I felt in my spirit, there was an argument in my spirit and my mind. I did not want to go, but I felt in my spirit that I should go. And I was considering buying a ticket. I, don't, I said, I, I don't. Then I, when I go to America, I go to some other places that I don't go to Florida. I was just thinking, of, I was giving myself reasons why I would not go. So I had to get to New York and then fly there to Florida. I was thinking. Then I started, and I told the pastor, join me in praying. I'm wondering, should I go for this meeting? I should not go. I said, everybody pray. I told the pastors. Then somebody just uploaded one of his messages on Facebook that is burning going. And in that message, he was talking and said, Look, and then that's why I said, I'm not praying for long life again. I'm ready to go. Ah. <laughs> I said, Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I pray God will keep him for a long time. Because he's just 70. But <laughs> anyway, I said, If this man is going to go and I'm supposed to be in a meeting where he's coming and I'm invited for the meeting, I, got the, I said, I have to be. It's better to go. So I went there. Anyway, while I was away, within four days, at the first vision, maybe day two, and the second vision, day five, I saw two powerful visions. I shared one with the pastors. And then I kept the other one. But the other one is quite, uh, I, I mean, I, it, it scared me. I just stood up in the middle of the night. I didn't know what to do. It was a night vision. But anyway, the only thing to take from there is to say to everybody, what I'm sharing with you this morning, it's a prophetic message. It's a call. That the Lord is calling his people. I'm about to make a statement, but you know, this is not, it doesn't look like it. my normal way of promote. Just pay attention. Um, I think I said this first service, and I said the workers' meeting yesterday. Somebody told me that uh, my friend, he was there, he, was, he came to preach at this conference. Say so was the pastor Godman, pastor of Elevation and pastor Boju, and they were talking about the level of migration, young people in Nigeria going abroad. And pastor Godman said that the only concern is that many of those who are traveling are not kingdom-minded. As they travel from Nigeria to UK, travel to Canada, they also travel out of Christ. Because many just stop going to church. And it's a call. If this migration, this exodus, happened in the days of Esu Revival in Nigeria 30 years ago, the whole of Europe would have been born again. Pray, pray. I don't even pray those prayers anyway. Pray that, Lord, I want to travel. Pray, pray, pray. And when they get there, the first person they check out is God. People don't go to church there, so you two don't go. You are there to make a difference, not to blend in. And if you are hearing me this morning, if you have the opportunity of traveling, many of you might, I don't know when the exodus will stop, but I am saying this to you. It is good for you to see greener pasture. But can you put the kingdom first when you are there? Hallelujah. Some of the people have left from me. Thank God for some who told me that, uh, that people can come and meet and pray in my house. And uh, um, Mercy Account at London. Some of our people are the ones checking for venue. Some have volunteered to take care of some bills and some part of the bills and some other things. Kingdom minded people. You know why? Many people don't know that he who multiplied bread for people to eat, he did not only multiply, he's still multiplying bread. He who feeds millions, which is Jesus Christ himself, needs to be fed at times. After feeding multitude, he himself saw a fig tree and he wanted to eat something. Unfortunately, when men were hungry, he fed men. When he was hungry, the tree disappointed him. And when you talk about tree in the Bible, it's a symbolic, it's a symbolic word for men. That's why someone says that it shall be like a tree planted. Say, Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of ungodly, nor stand in the world, nor sit of scornful. He said it shall be like a tree planted by the riverside. Trees in the Bible, that was what happened to the blind man that Jesus healed. When Jesus healed him, the first time he put his hand on his eyes, he said, I see men as trees. And Jesus put the hand the second time. He said, I see men. It happens to preachers. At the beginning of your ministry, you see men as trees. 
And when you see men astray, you cut them anyhow. You hurt them with your words. So people think that the only way to preach is just to rebuke and shout at people. But when you see men as God's stuff, you don't only shout, you begin to instruct. Are you getting what I'm saying? That was why Jesus had to cause that tree. This is the only time. You know, this is the problem. And that's this one. Me. If the church in Nigeria, if we don't find a way quickly, not to stay at the level of receive it, amen, get it, amen, and start teaching people that the one blesses you also needs to be blessed. He has put treasures in you and he needs those treasures. If we don't teach people that, once they get to a place of comfort, they say bye-bye to him. And that is what is happening. We must teach people to be mission-minded. The body of Christ in Nigeria is equal to all the churches in Nigeria, all the Christians. Anglican, Redeem, Deeper Life, Catholic, Foursquare, HOD, BOD, any kind of church, when you put them together, all Christians in Nigeria, they form the body of Christ in Nigeria. Now, where is the body of Christ in Lagos? All churches in Lagos, all Christians in Lagos, they form the body of Christ in Lagos. Where is the body of Christ in Nikeja? All churches in Nikeja, all Christians in Nikeja. Where is the body of Christ in Adeni Jones? All churches in Adeni, all Christians in Adeni Jones. Where is the body of Christ in your office? All Christians in your office. What about if you are the only Christian? Where is the body of Christ in your office? You. The Lord, as big as He is, is comfortable in dwelling in one Christian. Are you getting what I'm saying? God doesn't like, He doesn't need large accommodations. One is enough. A heart that receives Him, He dwells there. With this consciousness, we should go into the world, wherever we are. For me to live is Christ. Whether I live in Canada or India, for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. This is what believers must come up with. All of you listening to me, let me challenge you a little. You have been a Christian for many years. You don't want to step into leadership. When will you give your house for house fellowship and be the leader in that house fellowship? When are you going to be responsible for other people? There are gifts in your life that will never be switched on until you accept responsibility. Because spiritual gifts are not for entertainment. So many people are loaded there and you don't even know things you have in you. Because all you do is just to go to work and come to church on Sunday. You cannot release much that way. You think the people who are praying for the sick are the only ones who can pray for the sick? You think those who cancel are the only ones that can cancel? Nobody knows what you are capable of doing. But the only ghost inside you is the same inside every other person that you admire. You have not given him a chance to operate through you. Maybe I should say what I said for service. Again, about Matthew 25, the parable of the sower. Or the talents. When he gave somebody five talents and he gave one, two, and he gave one, one. And the one that received one went to bury it. Because he did not understand what the giver was trying to do. There is a lesson from that parable. Never compare yourself with anybody. Luke put it better. The Bible says he gave everybody according to his own several ability. He has looked at the three of them. The guy that received one thought that he was being cheated. And this is what people do when you look at other people. The other way, please, this is, there are many ways to look at the party, but one of the ways to look at it, Pastor Binga taught us many years back, and this is what I'm sharing with you. One of the ways to look at it, the guy looked at it. You will think that the one that received five talents was the biggest. But if you reverse the story, that was the weakest out of them. The Lord of the house looked at the guy and said, this guy is so weak that we need to support him with five talents to be all that we want him to be. This one is stronger. We too, he can take care of himself and take care of what we want him to do. This one is the stronger. We just won. We just won. Hallelujah. 
there are people that God looked at them when they were coming to this world. Ah, this one is very weak. We better put him in a millionaire's house. He must go to the best schools to be able to be something. But this one <laughs> is so strong that even let him be born in Ajegule. In 25 years, his name is all over the world. I want to realize that the greatest people there, very humble beginning. It's because God said that this one does not need more support system. What I put inside this man, let him be born in the worst village in Nigeria. By the time he's 45, they know him all over the world. He said, but this one is not very strong. We better give him a mother that is so rich, so loving, so kind. Or he said, this one, let the whole world hate him. He will still rise. Hallelujah. This is why he must have been what Paul saw. That was praying against some second chapter 12. He said, I besought the Lord three times that this would go. And God said that my grace is sufficient for you. There is a way that God opens your eyes. That things you complain about, you start thanking God for them. Are you with me? Because I've told you before, all things work together. And all things, they mean all things. They work together. So God told Abraham that Genesis 15, I am your reward. That's very powerful. It's almost drawing tears on my eyes. When God gets you to a point where it is God and God alone. Before chapter 18 was chapter 15. Before God could say, I know this man. The first thing God, first, first thing God did to Abraham, he got him to a point where Abraham was looking for a child and God showed up. Look at that Genesis 15. Abraham said, Lord, you gave me no child. Because you don't understand what we are saying. Abraham, I am your reward. That you have me. Can you rest in the fact that you have God? Even though there are many things you still want. Now, if those things don't come, can your joy still be full? On the ground that you have God. That's what we are saying. He said, God said, he said, fear not Abraham, I am your shield. And I exceedingly, I know you want me to reward you with a child. Even me, myself, I said it in Psalm. That children and God said, the fruit of the womb is his reward. That reward of a child, I will give you. But first of all, Abraham, can you forget about a child and see that I am your reward? Oh, I said something before. So I just came to me by inspiration. Can they tell you that you have lost your job and you are still dancing on the ground that this life that I have? So, so, job can be taken, Zoe cannot be taken. So, church, can God alone satisfy you or God plus husband? God plus check. I love God though, but I love him when he comes with something. God plus a child. I, are you getting what I'm saying? Did Abraham have the child eventually? Yes. But God was, that was why. What this will do to you, that was the only reason. Why Abraham, when God asked for Isaac, he gave Isaac. Before Isaac came, God had occupied every space in his heart. He had become his reward. So all other rewards don't mean much to Abraham again. So now I have Isaac. And this is what, it is the reason, this thing, I, I, I started first time by talking about developing your roots. This is what God is trying to do in the life of every Christian. That at times it looks like what you are really asking God for is slowing down. There is nothing that benefits your life that your heavenly father will not want to give. As a matter of fact, there is nothing benefit that your heavenly father has not given you once and for all. Why they are slow to manifest many times is that sometimes there is a delay that you might put your priority where it should be. Can the fact that you are a Christian alone? Are you satisfied? 
not having this is why people are running elter scatter. Yeah, Jesus said, Matthew 11, 28, come unto me that labor and I will give you rest. Do you know many Christians have not found that rest? I have looked at many. Somebody called me. After seven days on one prayer mountain, she did not eat and she didn't drink water. And she still wanted me to cast her a demon. I said, so what did your seven days do for you? Nothing. Jesus, you are the cup that will run dry. Always like your Lord in all the earth. Much less water and beauty, endless love. Nothing in this world will satisfy. Absolutely nothing. Jesus, you are the cup that will run dry. Thank God that nobody told me that I needed deliverance when I got born again. I drank coconut water by the virtual church we were attending then. I took river baths many times. But thank God that that gospel was not there at that time. Otherwise, I would have remained in deliverance forever. Because people who do that, they are never free of it. After one, another one, after one, another one. Because they don't know that he that the Son of God set free is free indeed. So they see a dream and then they run again and then the prophet tells them, ah, I want to see day. And then they say another thing and then the, the cycle continues, whatever. Who doesn't see things in dream? If you give Satan attention, he will give you direction. And he can continue to direct your life like that. It doesn't even happen. Do not, when I was in university, how many times I saw myself in the dream being buried. I didn't even talk about it when I woke up. I don't want that just to my side. Maybe I was the one that saw myself being buried. Can you be buried and still see that they are burying you? Satan discarded the office. How many years have come and gone now? Jesus, yeah, there are people even listening to me. Somebody brings a prophecy of doom and you are afraid. Ah, what we see about your family? You are afraid. Said the enemies are around your family. Is there any family they are not around? Like you, Lord, in all the hearts. Oh, is somebody hearing me? Are you satisfied with Jesus? I went this way. One major sign of real spirituality is stability. You are just stable. Psalm 125. They that trust in the Lord, Alaman Zion, which cannot ah no shaking. They cannot be moved. This is my how people develop spiritual strength, and many don't know. It will look like for a long time. Can you forget about your need for five years? It will look like for a long time. Is God really? No man, you know from what is what I cannot forget it so. But sometimes it's like you are praying about it and nothing is happening. That moment, that is where you develop a long root. And when your root is long enough into water, your leaf is evergreen. Hallelujah. Remember where we were that first service. Isaiah 37, 31. Or is it 31, 37? 37, 31. The remnants that escape out of Judah shall again take root downward and fruit upward. See, fruit upward is not a problem once there is a root downward. Jeremiah 17, 8. This scripture is also there. For it shall be as a tree planted by water that spread out a root by river shall not see the heat when it comes. There is a prosperity that no matter what goes on in nature, it cannot affect you. But your root must be in something deeper. The Bible says he shall not see. The man does, all of you are talking about it. The Bible says the man doesn't see it. And the Bible says, but our leaves shall be green. He shall not be careful in the year of drought. When people are saving, our things are hard. The Bible says he will not be careful. Because it's coming from a source that man cannot explain. Is the church hearing me today? 
At times I imagine God saying that if I give her a billion, I know her, she will take care of my business on that. Or can God say that, ah, let's help her not to give her. You know, God is love. When he sees that something will enjoy you, he will take it away. He will protect you for because you are his child. So part of his protection might be to not let some things come. All of us parents will do it. If your child comes to you seven and he says he wants to drive your car out. You know, both the car and the son might not come back. So tough love, even though as the parent, all the things you have, they belong to that boy. He has not grown enough. You will be a wicked person because your son, ah, daddy, please, I want to drive the car. And my son says that at times. And then you go and sit inside the car. Well, as long as the kids with me, no problem. So you understand what I'm saying? One day he was asking me that, what, when will I start allowing... <laughs> I said, you are just hate. <laughs> Wait. All you need to do is to grow up. When you get to a certain age, even me, if I want to go out, I will prefer you drive. It's just a matter of time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those who take root downward. Ah, I want to stop here. But I sense I am grateful to God, honestly speaking, for this cause. I believe it must have called me to be a pastor. That I did not get born again in a church. I got born again under scriptural union. Nobody told us about God supplying our needs when we got born again. Yet, they were not exactly correct things they thought about. All the things that we had there were things that God wanted us to do. To win souls. Pray for the sick. Do all those things. So, we did, so till today, I don't have any sense of entitlement. I cannot say that I'm not singing to God because I pray for money yet they didn't come. When, it, it is strange to me when I see the kind of Christians we are breeding. See how many we are in Nigeria and see how weak we are. Very weak. Because of materialism. If we are materialistic Christian, once they travel out, they lose their faith. Because all they know the master for are the things they get from him. And we have composed songs around that. Songs around our needs. Songs that have turned God to our errand boy. Oh, you catch me when I fall. Why are you falling? You don't need to fall. Because the Bible says, Oh, to him that is able to keep you from falling. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, God, don't miracle. And there's nothing wrong with those songs. I'm not against those who pick on So there's nothing wrong. But if that is all you know, and you don't know some other songs. He pays to serve Jesus. I speak from my heart. He will always be with us if we do our part. There is nothing this wide world that can pleasure afford. There is peace and contentment in serving the Lord. Our love better than in this of you. I'll serve him more truly than ever before. I'll be whatever the cost. I'll be a true soldier and die. And Can you look at what this? I, be, I will be a true soldier. I will die at my post. These were the things that men of old age that made them tough. Men will weep in those days that ungodliness was flooding the city. We are weeping now that our account is low. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? There are things that you don't receive by praying on your knees. God will arrange you. You can't pray as Joseph to become prime minister on your knees. Brother, while Egypt. When you get to Egypt, you will go to jail. It is from jail. Hiya. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is so there, this is what saints don't know. That even though it's our father, he trains also. Hallelujah. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? If it doesn't train, you won't be able to do what he wants you to do. Ah, my time is up. Is someone blessed this morning? Can God satisfy you? Please, have you found rest in Christ? That even if nothing changes, are you fine? He said, In me you shall have peace. In the world you have tribulation. He said, Be of good cheer. That's John 16, last verse. First Corinthians 15, last verse, said that, Brethren, be unmovable, unshakable. First Corinthians 15, last verse. That's what the Bible says. That means stand a true soldier. I am your reward. Brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. It's a sign of spiritual maturity, stability. You will never grow anything so that I understand farming. When you plant a seed, you uproot, you plant it, you uproot, you plant it, you uproot. Too many Christians do too many things. Oh, Jesus, thank you this morning. your seat. I just wanted to pray in a while. You know, I sense very strongly. God is sending us into places. He's doing things. Somebody's hearing me right now. After this service, the door to other nations will be open. And the reason why it did open before, God wanted you to hear what I'm saying this morning. So that you don't go as others have gone. But now that you have heard me, and I know that you will follow what I've said. There's no nation you want to go to that will not open. Now, God wants to know the real reason. It don't, it's not that God doesn't want you to do that PND or masters over there. He wants to provide for you to go there. But you must know what you are hearing this morning before going. Otherwise, you get there and you wake up Sunday morning and you are just jogging. And you, you even look back and be abused over there in, the, in Nigeria that we pray because we are poor. These are statements that have come from brethren who once prayed. I feel like leading the old church in one prayer. Everybody stand. Remember, the Bible said the secret things belong to God. But the things that are revealed, they belong to us. We are not children of Israel. We are God's special people. But because the Old Testament is shadow, there's something we can learn from them. When I was reading this portion, I said to myself, we need to differentiate that, no doubt about that. But there are things to learn. I'm looking at everybody and I'm asking us to pray. Can there be something that the Father sees that we don't see that is causing the journey to be unnecessarily long? Remember, always interpret God from the perspective of love. God is love. If he feels that, if he takes you through this journey, in five years, your name is all over, but in those five years, the battles are very, they are very fierce, and that you are likely to give up. Because God is love, he will not let you pass through it. Because the Bible says that God will not let you be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. So is there something that your Heavenly Father is seeing? And he says that, no, we need to work on him or I a little bit more. But you are not seeing it. You are just saying that, Lord, Lord, help me with this. I want everybody to pray for understanding this morning. There are people I'm speaking to this morning. You already have a seat in high places. But physically, you are not yet there. People that God has destined that I am rearranging the nations of the earth. You are the CEO. You are the one being appointed to replace others. But as you are right now, you will repeat the mistakes of those who have gone ahead. So something has to happen. Pray for understanding. 
let God open your eyes of understanding that you might see what the Father sees. But that will help you to even make adjustment by yourself. Lord, let me see what you see about my life and my journey in this world. Let me see what you see. An angel stood on the way. Balaam did not know that if you had passed, it would lead to death. Oh Lord, open my eyes, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray the prayer of Ephesians 1. Let the eyes of my understanding be flooded with light. Let me see what we see. Let me see. Let me not take a gamble with my life. Let me not jump. Let me see what we see. I know you have prepared all things for me. You've gone ahead of me. Let me see what I don't see, Lord. I pray for spirit of wisdom and revelation. Help me see. Help me see, Lord. Include those of you that are watching. This rose from inside me one day while I pray. Not everybody hearing me now will do popular things. Not everybody. There are many of you, even though you are praying and studying the word much, the strength you are building is not for yourself, it's for your children. There are families here, there are individuals here. They are going to, the reason why you will think that the way God has been giving you every direction wanting to even tell you to marry you will think that you are going to become an apostle for some it is because of the child that is coming from that marriage because that child three months ago when I was in Abuja and Minister Dose came to pick me to come to his house when I met him I understood all me about his father some children will rise and get to the forefront. And I was saying, man told me the same thing. The one day where the guy was talking with his mom. God will use some families, husband or they will pray. But it will look to them as if nothing much is happening. Even though they are praying, they are Christian, they are blessed. Yes, they are blessed. But the, the way they are praying is like, if you look at them, you will expect that God will use their mighty Lord. And they use that. The plan of God is that that power they are generating, that Christian home they are building, it's because there is a seed coming from that home. That was what happened to them. People like that, their name by age 8, Jesus appeared to him and the book went around the old world. He didn't tell anybody until when he was 20. The experience he had with Jesus. But it went around the old world. But when I read about the grandma and all of them, the same thing, jealous thing. And the mother is always there. Well, I've been to that church like three times. The mother prays for the sick during service. In jail, you know, but the real spiritual person is the mom. Joel doesn't even pray. He doesn't even pray for the sick. He's the mother that does all that. Because I, I don't know why I'm led to say this. That you all just need to know that sometimes God is not so concerned about the immediate you are looking at. There is a bigger plan. There is a bigger plan. Because God lives from eternity to eternity. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Someone that will be shaking the nations. Someone that will rise, probably become president of Nigeria, and no matter the force of corruption, the person will be irresistible. That kind of crucible that will produce that person might just be who you are. And one child can pay for days of tears. Because wherever you are, wherever you get to, if you say, I'm so so person's mom, that is the end. There's no honor. They don't give you. This is a kind of word. It's also an encouragement to some people. You just need to know. Yeah. For some, God will just make somebody pass through your life. 
the little moment the person will spend with you, the investment you will make in the person's life will make the person great forever. And in the testimony of heaven, you are responsible for the greatness of that person. It might be the one everybody will know. This is very important. Our work with God must be, we must be consistent. Stability, steadfastness, a sure sign of spirituality. You don't bend. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. No wonder he told me that time when we were eight and there will be 14 and I will become seven and I will become six and I will fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and I expect that on Sunday we will be 30 and on Sunday we will be five. And then he told me that take your eyes off. I am your reward. Can you be satisfied in the fact that I told you to pass to a church, whether they are three or they are four, when I accepted that even in this church, I told you what happened. One of those days, Shalas' uncle invited me to come and preach. And I went there, offering church 7,000, 8,000. I went to preach, and the man gave me 100,000 that time. And I went to preach, it was on Sunday morning. So I quickly ran, I ran up in the church and went to preach. And after a while, somebody invited me on Sunday again and they gave me, and I said, Lord, no. These people, I will stay with these people, with these 6,000 and these people. Where I went to preach, there were over 200 there. If this is the six people you sent me to, I'm not, and I said, I will not receive any invitation on Sunday for one year, two years again. So I did. And I stayed with those people. But look at everybody here now. A decision to say that, Lord, if this is all you want for me, I am satisfied. Those are the people. See, people don't know the secret of one day I was listening to Pastor Chris and he shook me to my bone. He was, he was always showing T.L. Osborne's video in village in Edo States. He believed that he would be late forever. He said even his friend came from Lagos when and that one said, I don't know that I stand to village, you won't understand. That was explaining something about Lagos. And I said, those of that in village, you won't understand. And when the guy left, he said, he told God that, well, if this is what you are destined for me to be here. And then the Lord spoke to him that, no. Jesus told him to read Matthew 4 and Matthew 9. That Jesus went about cities and villages. He said, this is just one leg. You also go to the city. You don't know the commitment some have made to God. That God is now saying that I know him. Listen to me. Every blessing that is real is on the ground of what God knows about you. Pastor Boy told us a story one time. Kenneth Copeland was asking God. He said that there are people I've raised. They can preach my message more than me. Preaches faith. He said, there are young guys I listen to. He said, when they preach faith, it pains me. I'm even like, yeah, you know beyond me. He said, but I look at their results in their life. This is the problem with young guys who make noise in our town. I see many of them who just want to be teachers on Facebook and everything. There's no substance. They think the end will call the music. And he will call the music. It's true. I don't know standards of, but it's true. When I see them on Facebook, coming with theories, uh, you see, this is great, this is this one. I look at them, see, you, you, the more you know, the more quiet you become. Because knowledge must be tested. Empty barrel makes noise. So, God said to Egin Copeland, Kenneth Copeland, he said, you know why they don't have the results you have? He said, true, they have more knowledge than yourself. He said, but they, they have not made sacrifices for me like you have. You understand? There are things I've made you do that were not convenient. I have come to trust you. So when you speak, I back it up with words. When they speak, they impress people with knowledge. It was when Rabokin died that they got to know. Most times, all Rabokin's equipment, jet carrying them, were being given by Kenneth Copeland. And it was one of their financiers of Rabokin's crusade. You know, if you are not rich, you can't do certain things. Kingdom. So God told him that. He said, because they were, when the Lord taught him faith, they started teaching faith when their faith did not appear to be working. Jerry Saber told us this story last time I was there in the meeting. They would go and preach a Copeland and himself and Copeland's wife. They would just be in the room apart like this. Shanty room in, in, and Copeland would preach. Jerry Saber said the first time he heard Copeland, he went there. Jerry Saber was, an, I mean, he, he went for that meeting to go and hate Copeland. Because his wife told him that if you follow me, 
and you don't like the preacher, I will never invite you to church again. Because she was born again, he was it. And occasionally will force him to go to church. So when the wife said that, you know what, dear, if you follow me one more time, and you don't like the man, I will never invite you. She was very happy. He said, oh, is that a deal? He said, you know what, I already hate the man. She said, but you haven't seen him. So okay, let's go and hate him. And he said, this is why, see, what I'm doing now, when you move off the, cha- off the course of preaching at times, if you are a man of prayer, at times that the spirit working. As they were going, Jezebel just asked his wife, that, sorry, this co-plant, this is your co-plant. That's, was he a singer before? That many years ago, I used to know one co-plant that the song became a hit. The wife said, no, ah, hip-hop singer, ungodly singer, no, that this one is a man of God. He said, but, are you sure, maybe before he became, he said, no, 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 no he, he never sang. He asked him, he said, sorry, have you asked him for He said, no, I don't need to ask him. So he said, okay, he told him, he said, okay, I'm going for two reasons now. Number one, so that I will hate him and my wife will never invite him to church again. He said, number two, I want to know whether it's the co-plant that sang that song. He said, so he came in and he sat at the back, waiting for him to make a statement he would not like, and then to dash out. And Copeland came up, and he opened his Bible. He was a young man then. He said, I don't know why I'm saying this. He was doing this with his Bible. He said, I don't know why I'm saying this. It doesn't look like part of the message, but I don't know why I'm saying this. In the early 40s, or maybe 30s, that I was a hip-hop singer. And I released a song that went to the top of the charts. He said, let's look at the word of God and begin. Let's begin today's message. And he started teaching. Ah, Jerry Saber said, ah, he phoned my hand. Now I don't hate him anymore. He said, so he, he wasn't going to leave the service in between. He was waiting for service to tell the word that Shebi, I told you. And then the man began to preach. And he preached straight. And when he finished preaching, he closed the Bible and said, if you believe it to work, don't believe it to work, have a great day. And imagine, ah, he said, I like this guy, the James Bond. He said, he said, he was like, I like, he mentioned, and that, that, that. He said, and, he said, that was how he started going gradually. And then he had a personal encounter with God. The electric salvation. See, when I tell you to invite people to church, do it. Let's stop here today. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Has it been a wonderful service? Great things are happening in your life. The life of God that is in you is blessing nations. In Jesus' name, you flourish like a tree planted by the river. Heat will not affect you. Evergreen. Your home, your marriage, your work is blessed. You walk in victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Every time I say this, it happens to two, three people at the same time. I say this again in the name of Jesus. We can prophesy by the grace given to us. And I say, those who are listening to me or watching, who desire school fees to study abroad for higher learning, in Jesus' name, by the Spirit, I call forth the scholarship now. Full sponsorship. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. I said this like three months ago, and the person has a job now. Was about to be taken out of the United States of America, actually, for finishing master's, and almost a year after that, no job. Somebody's watching me also in this situation. You are done with schooling and to pick up a job in the country where you are is beginning to be a problem. We open that door for you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And for everyone here, I pray that you will record at least one miracle this week. Your testimony comes now. Let it be a week of divine favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are 
if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again, and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.